This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Live with Valentina. I'm your host. It was now? supposed to. Here it up. was supposed to play our jingle, but it didn't. <laughs> Hang on. Let's, all right. Are you going to take <laughs> you live with Gina? Here we go. Live with Bell Salisbury. Live with Bell Salisbury. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an old one. Yeah, and and actually, you know, the name of the show is Live with Bell and Gina now, but we're just kind of relying on some old garbage that we've had and used in the past just for this one show and then we'll listening bell. You hope what? <laughs> the creator of that jingle is not listening tonight. Uh, oh no, it was a good jingle. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, Old, oh. I should have said garbage. That was the bad choice of words. Um, old uh, promos. How's yeah, that? there you go. Yeah. There you go. Now, we had another one that was really nice at one time, and that was by Tree. Do you remember the lady Tree that did um, she, yes, our jingle? She was amazing, and those are some of the commercials that we are using um, during this particular show just because they were generic aside from the fact that they're saying live with Bell Salisbury. And even though, you know, I am Bell Salisbury, for those of you that don't know me, um, uh, the show, we decided to make it live with Bell and Gina because this isn't just about me anymore. Gina is, is blossomed. She's a wonderful psychic medium. And um, I want to blow her horn too. So Gina... You got your own yeah. show, girlfriend. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. You know, I've worked hard for it. I've worked a long time to, to be at this place, and it's been quite a journey. I've met new people and had new experiences, and it's just been so exciting. I just can't wait to see what's around the corner, you know? So, yeah. I'm glad yeah, you think- up because of what I need your teaching. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry? So I didn't hear you I said the world needs your teachings again. It's time. And, yeah, actually, uh, actually, I am offering my um, mediumship course uh, later this month for those that have not um, taken it yet. Of course, even those that have taken it before, I always offer my course for free if you are a repeat student. In other words, if you've paid to have the class and you want to stop in again just to see if you maybe missed something the first time, you don't have to pay again. Pay once and you're in. However many times I throw the class, 
you are in, you know. So um, the the next course is going to be starting on the 19th of February, and this is the mediumship class. And um, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But Gina, we have a very, very special guest with us that's going to be joining us during our first show. And I'd like you to meet and all of our listeners here in um, uh, Bellas Free Radio to please welcome my dearest friend, Sheena Metal. Hi, Sheena. Welcome to the show. Hi, girls. How are you? Fantastic. Well, we're doing awesome. You? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually walking at the beach, and I just ran into a lady <gasps> with two beautiful little dogs, so I had to stop and pet the dogs. Oh, of course. I have to do that, too. That and babies. You right. ever do that, too? I'm in the store, yeah. and if there's a <laughs> baby, i got to stop and, and gawk. I, I do. I love yeah. the babies, but I have to tell you, the fur yeah. babies are really my thing. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Now, Gina, just... um. Do me a quick favor. I, I'm in the studio, and I'm using – I'm going to badmouth Chrome for a minute. I'm using Chrome, and the flash is not working in Chrome, so it doesn't look like it's letting me open the chat room. Could you go into the, uh-huh. um, into the uh, studio and launch the, uh, the chat, see if that will sure. work? I yeah, can, it, it, and I don't mind. It's not letting me. And, you know, we always have okay. tons of people in our chat room and stuff wanting to, to visit. We do. So, so you yeah. know, let me do that. I'm uh-huh. going to let you carry the show while I go take care of that, and I'll be right back. All righty. Sounds good. Sounds good. So um, many of our listeners um, have been asking, Belle, when are you bringing back your show? We miss you. And the truth of the matter is we've missed you, too. We've missed being on the air. We've missed being able to interact with our listeners and um, a lot of folks are asking us about the call-in for one question, and uh, we will be doing that, but only the last Friday of the month, okay? So it's no longer going to be every show, but it's only going to be on the last Friday of the month so that um, uh, you can call in and ask one question. But then, you know, guys, you never know. During each show, I might say, hey, you know what, Gina, let's answer some questions. So that means you've got to listen every Friday because you never know. You might get in. You might get on and you might get your question answered. So um, anyway, Sheena, uh, thank you so much Hi. for joining us for our debut show. And, um, Absolutely my pleasure. Yes. And, folks, for those of you that don't know Sheena Metal, she is a um, – uh, Fabulous! You're a are you a psychic medium as well, or, or just the psychic I, I am. part? I, I like to say that I'm a I like to say that I'm an empath and an intuitive, but but I guess okay. that falls under psychic. I mean, I I yeah. have some mediumship skills when I'm in a haunted place, but it's yes. not like I wake up in the middle of the night and everyone's dead relatives are talking to me. So I'm not I'm not that kind of medium. <laughs> yeah, and and again, you know, we've had this conversation on your radio show now, Sheena. Sure, has, two um, of them. Has yeah has two shows on LA Talk Radio, which is yeah, the Sheena Metal four. Experience. Oh, do you really? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I yeah, got two I have, more to be on. <laughs> yeah, I have the Sheena Metal Experience. I have Haunted Playground, and I have Music Highway, uh, cool. and then I have a new one called um, Raising the Vibration, which is an offshoot of my 
new movement of peace, love, kindness, and unity called I Am Raising the Vibration of the Nation and the World that's only four shows old, so it's brand new. Right. Awesome. And that's what I want to talk about today is that um, your your movement. I want you, first of all, I yeah. want you to tell our listeners about you so they can get to know okay. you and fall in love with you as quickly as I did. You know, so tell oh, us about you. Oh, I love you. that story. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm uh, originally from New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, lived in Chicago for a while as a kid, then Baltimore. We moved to California when I was 13, and I grew up in Surf City, which is where I am right now, Huntington Beach, California. Um, I was an actor who took a job one night in radio because uh, my first TV show got picked up, and the Northridge earthquake destroyed the studio. And so everybody oh was in a holding pattern. And in that time, somebody asked me to fill in one night on his radio show, and I did it just to put it on my acting resume. And it was complete divine guidance, and I fell in love with radio. And one night turned into now 22 and a half years. And um, I, my mother was a psychic medium, amazing, uh, kind of in the closet about her gifts until I was in college. Um, and we'd been in California for a while, and she felt okay to crip out of the closet. And I didn't have her gifts and didn't know that I wanted her gifts because it had been a rough road for her. And when I was 23, I was in a freeway accident, and I suffered a near-death experience and kind of came back with that knowledge of what you get when you, what you see and what you feel when you go home and was very different after that experience. And slowly but surely, the uh, extrasensory gifts started creeping into me. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when I started at LA Talk Radio... Eight years ago, that was my first set of radio shows that were very interview intensive. Before, I just had always been like a topic and people would call in. I worked on the Howard Stern affiliate for seven years in L.A. And I just thought I was really good at figuring out people's problems on the phone. But then when I started interviewing people, I realized that I could sort of figure out what to ask them and what they wanted to be asked and the more and more I did it, the more and more I realized that I was tapping into people psychically. And then I thought, well, God, I'm never going to tell anybody because I do enough things in this town already. Nobody will believe that. And then people started coming on the show and on the air sort of busting me about it. Like, when are you going to come out as a psychic? <laughs> so about uh, maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago, I started admitting it. I started working with a collective of psychics here in L.A., uh, many of whom I still work with. And um, it kind of changed my life. I mean, everything is really moving me more and more every day I'm alive into becoming more of a spiritualist. I used to say I was an artist, a humanist, and a spiritualist. And now I say I'm a spiritualist, a humanist, and an artist. And um, my mom died in March of last year. And I, I think gave me a whole bunch of her gifts on the way out because the download that I got the day she died uh, made me 10 times the psychic that I was when she was alive. Mm-hmm. And wow. then, um, so, so how is it, Sheena, how is it when I, cause I hear a lot of people state that they had near death experiences that sure. awoke in their abilities. What happens there? What was well, your experience? What did you see the white light? Did did you know? Did um, 
were you told that you had to come back? You know, was there anything particular that you want to share about that? I was in a, an accident on, on a freeway. I was in the slow lane, and a truck driver was in the, the uh, fast lane, and he realized he missed the exit, so he cut perpendicular across traffic. And when I swerved oh. to miss him, I hit the sound wall. So in the three-dimensional world, I hit the wall, bounced off of it with half of my car left, and was spinning in circles, uh, blocking the exit. In my consciousness, what happened was I drove seamlessly through the wall. I thought, Uh I saw the wall coming, and I thought, this is the end of my life. I'm either dead or I'm going to wind up in a wheelchair, and how am I going to get through this? And then it was like I just drove right through the wall, and on the other side of the wall, it was just white. And I was in my car, driving through the white, and I looked over in my passenger seat, and there was a a man sitting in my passenger seat with long hair and a beard, dark long hair and a beard. I got chills. He had kind of oatmeal-colored yoga pants and a matching top on, and he was just kind of kicking back, looking at me. And I said, what are you doing in my car? And he said, I'm just here to make sure you get across okay. And I said, okay. And I just looked forward again and kept driving through the white. And then I heard a voice, and I don't know if it was his voice or not, say, it's completely up to you. You can go or you can stay. And I immediately said, oh, my God, I I have to go back. There's so much I want to do. And in a millisecond, I blinked my eyes, and when I opened them, I was in the car, and the car was spinning. And the odd thing was, Everybody thought I was dead. People had stopped. And because of the way the car looked, everybody thought I was dead. Yet I got out of the car and started walking around. And, and oh I didn't know if I was gosh. alive or dead. Now, it turned out I did have a messed up neck and a bad knee and a head injury that materialized later. But for the, I mean, that's the whole, I had a mid-sized BMW. And literally everything from the windshield to the front of the car was just crunched up like a can. And how I walked out of that car, everybody, the cops, the you know, the policeman stopped and he said, "Are are you okay?" Like nobody could believe, looking at the car, that I was walking. And I really believe that I was very divinely guided through the whole thing. That it just was not my time. That I completely had a choice, and that I, um, it was my choice to come back. And that I was here for a purpose, and then everything kind of changed in my consciousness after that. I went from believing very much in everything as a straight line, you know, my path point, and then I began to think of my life as a circle. How could I encompass everybody else in what I was doing? How can I, how can I get my friends involved? And then and, and, and wow. it was such a shocking change that I lost a lot of good friends and I lost my boyfriend at the time. I think they were all like, who in the world are you? Like I, I went into that wall, this very tunnel visioned, um, ambitious actress. And I came out of it, this kind of spiritual hippie who just wanted to find ways to help people. So now, have you uh, ever heard of walk-ins? Have you ever heard of the term sure. walk, walk-in? Now, do you think maybe that? I have heard of me, Yeah, and let me just share you know, with I, our readers. You know, our readers may not sure. know what I mean when I say a walk-in. 
um, a lot of times um, when a soul is near death of its physical life, the the person might say, I don't want to be in this body anymore. And um, uh, sometimes, you know, that um, that person, you know, uh, makes an agreement with another soul in the spirit realm that says, I'll take over that body for you. And so they make an agreement at that moment that soul number one is going to exit the physical body at the same time the replacement soul is going to enter. And they may, for a brief moment, have um, that memory of um, that original body. <clears throat> Excuse me. They may have the, the memory of that original body. Sure. And um, sure. then after a while, they forget you know, their childhood, they forget things that happened in their youth, you know, but they can just sort of pick up. And people will say about loved ones who are walk-ins, they may say, you know, my gosh, I mean, I know it's my brother, but he just doesn't act like himself anymore. He's so different, you know, and, and so um, there's, you know, there's uh, lots and lots of stories about individuals being walk-ins and so that's why I brought it up with you Sheena in regards to maybe you know that's what your friends were seeing in you in that you weren't the same person that they once knew it it could be but you know people have asked me that and I I don't think so only because first of all I remember everything from my childhood I remember everything sure and and also I I think that 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 this was always who I was but I had to learn to get rid of a lot of the holding on to the three-dimensional world. Gotcha. And I think the accident just did it overnight. It was almost like a lot of the awareness that people have when they go through the middle of their life. And certainly I've picked up some awareness as going through the middle of my life. But <laughs> uh, I picked them up overnight at 23. And so when my friends were thinking about a lot of three-dimensional things, getting married, buying a house. Luckily for me, I'd already bought a house. And actually the accident happened three days after I closed escrow on my house. Oh, wow. Um, all these things that were, you know, drive, and all, all these things suddenly to me became not as important as the spiritual. And, and I think that um, I became a lot more like my mother. So we even became closer because of that because she was mm-hmm. always like that. She was a Scorpio, and she had that water sign thing where spiritual always came first and everything came after that. And and I think something about going home, I'll tell you an interesting thing that happened. When I passed through the wall into the white, the, the thing that I remember the most was that instantly every bit of physical and emotional pain was gone. And I remember thinking to myself, and you have to wonder how much physical pain could a 23-year-old be in, although I certainly had had my share of medical things and I had had surgeries. But, you know, at that time nothing was going on. I remember thinking, you, that human beings have no idea how much physical and emotional pain they're in until it's all gone and they can feel the difference. Just being in a body, you know, it creaks and it cracks and it gets scratched on things and it burns and it gets cold and it gets hot. That the minute that you go home, there is this epiphany of joy that comes from the release of your physical body and no longer being in that, you know, kind of meat sack. And suddenly you're, you're really free. I think that until we leave bodies, 
we don't really understand what it's like to be free, the kind of free that we feel when we go home. We don't recognize the density that we're actually living in. Yeah, we don't realize, you know, how what a struggle it really is to go through your day inside of an, an organic body and how free we are when we pass into the beyond. And well, I think the struggle and the and the difficulties in overcoming those is is part of your journey through soul school on the earth, right? And you just you mm-hmm. make that journey over and over again. But I think it's sort of the way you know divers must feel when they come up and take off all the stuff. You know, your or football players take off all their gear. They must feel like they weigh two pounds. Or <laughs> they walk so, on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing. Those are the things I remember from from the near-death experience or, or those those experiences. It was very, very brief. Interesting. So interesting indeed. Now, Gina, have you had a, a near-death experience? Actually, no, I haven't. There you are. I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm monitoring gotcha. the chat room, so do pardon me if I'm not um, participating yeah, in right. the question answering. Yeah. But no, I haven't. Um, but remember when you were talking about when your mother died and you got more intuitive? Yeah. When my, my mother? Oh. oh yeah, didn't she know about her mother died? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she knows. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the same thing happened to me. And uh, I was real close to my mother. I'm like a third generation. But when I first met Belle, I didn't know I had abilities. I knew you know, certain things were going to happen, but I didn't know that I was a medium. And I took her classes, and she worked very closely with me. And um, I'm saying that, um, wow, what a journey it's been. And it sounds like you're you're on quite a journey yourself. Yeah, I, I really am. I mean, the last five years of my life, but especially, uh, you know, really eight years that I've been working at LA Talk Radio, I had kind of a spiritual renaissance when I started there. Um, just the way I got the job and what the experience of working around people that really allow you as much artistic freedom as you want and just being free and how I relaxed into that. And then just the last five years, but especially this last almost year since my mom died. I mean, I just feel like I grow 2000 years every day. I mean, it's a, and I think a lot Mm -hmm. of it is her helping and her guiding me as she always did when she was alive. But I think she does it much more powerfully now that she's passed. Yes, yes. Did she do a lot of and, canning and jarring? Who's the jarrer and the canner in the family? I don't know. I mean, she there certainly are jars and cans everywhere. Uh, she was a crafter, so she put a lot of um, a lot of things in jars. But mostly, it was art projects. We, you know, colored sand and eggshell mosaics and um, you know uh, jars full of. It's interesting. My father too. Uh, was a had a wood shop. Well, it has a wood shop. I'm still going through it. Wow. And screws and everything in jars. So yeah, there are jars all over the house. It's, it's, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm not sure what was in there, but I did see some jars. Anyway, I didn't mean. Oh to yeah, interrupt. lots of jars. So that's yeah, okay. that's cool. That's but cool. That's my student right there, y'all. That's my student for... right there. I'm. I'm. Oh, yeah, awesome. I'm her little you did, you did student. We've been together a very long time. <laughs> but, uh, wow, this, this has been such a, a great honor to have you on the show. I mean, are you still uh, in the closet, my friend? Me? Are you? Yeah, you. 
Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm all out of the closet now. Well, I'm here on the show, so I have to be out of the closet, right? No, I'm, I'm completely out of the closet. How long did it take you to get there? Well, I would it say from the time, time that I actually made the realization that that was what was going on with me, it probably took me, I don't know, four, maybe three, four, three, four, five years. Four years, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. for a while, I just told friends, and people yeah. knew, um, but I didn't really talk about it on the air. And I think it was around middle to the fall of 2014 when I started talking about it on the air. And um, and then uh, I have a friend who a, has a show at LA Talk Radio, a wonderful psychic named Rebecca Fearing, and I sit in with her on Wednesday nights. Her show follows mine. And uh, she throws me, like, she, you know, she reads for people on the show a lot. Sometimes she'll throw me uh, a couple of them, and I'll, we read very differently. She's very much people, places, and things, and dates, and colors, and, and I'm very much emotionality. How are you feeling? What can you work on? So she, uh, she started taking me to do parties with her. As a matter of fact, we did last night, we did the Fifty Shades of Darker, the Fifty Shades of Gray. We did the premiere last night. And it was a black oh, tie masquerade in an old cathedral in L.A. It was so much fun. And uh, there were six of us, but she and I sat next to each other right by the stage in our black dresses. And so that's the second time. The first time we did a Christmas party for um, the uh, the heads of NBC Universal on the top of a hotel in Hollywood. And that's sort of my first experience with doing live parties where you just read for people every five minutes mm-hmm. for two or three hours and I have to tell you, I love it. I love, I just love being able to pour love and light into people. I mean, for me, that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, how much does somebody feel a little bit lighter in the soul when they leave than when they came? And that's, that's kind of my mission as a spiritualist is I know a lot of psychics talk about accuracy and am I a hundred percent accurate or 95% accurate. And and I don't even think in those terms. I think in the terms of, did your heart feel warmer after you were with me? If so, then I did my job. And that's that's the healing, you know, that, that we bring yeah. when we do this kind of work. And this is why we do it is because it is healing an individual. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's almost like, uh, how do I explain it? It's almost like when, you, when you're sick and you go to the doctor and um, – you, you start feeling better while you're in his office, right? You know, and yes, then you go yes. home and you start feeling poopy again. You know, this yeah. this happens a lot when an individual speaks with a psychic is during that time that you're speaking with the psychic, you're, you're being enveloped in that particular energy that, that they are sharing with you. You know, the psychic is sharing with you and, and then you do feel better and you do feel like I can face the world. And but then you might slip back into your old method of thinking and then you might feel a little downtrodden. And so this is where, Sheena, I've run into people um, becoming, uh, how do I put it, uh, dependent on, you know, sure. a reading. They need a reading every week or they need a reading every other right. day. And, and, and this is all well and good when it's necessary, when they need it, you know. And there are times when it is needed because of the circumstances that they're going through. 
But when I feel that I have somebody that's using me as a crutch, you know, I don't care how much they're paying me, I got to stop that because it's not helping yeah. them and it's not making me feel good. Do you understand that? Uh, absolutely. Well, and don't you think also that sometimes um, uh, for many, many years I, I ran a, a business for psychics, so I worked as their their booker and their and their manager, um, you know, while I was doing radio. And I guess yeah. that was my, I guess that was sort of my way to be out of the closet without being out of the closet. And um, <laughs> uh, I noticed that a, that a lot of the clients just needed someone to talk to, oftentimes about spirituality. I think a lot of people that go to visit a psychic, medium, empath, healer, clairvoyant, whatever term you want to use, they're people that have grown up in a, in a doctrined religion and they're mm-hmm. starting to have, you know, feelings that they might want to branch beyond that, either into something more Eastern or something more metaphysical. And they're looking for a way to do that, and they don't know who to talk to. So calling a psychic or, or a medium and asking questions is a way for them to get the validation that, you know, yes, it's okay to believe in reincarnation, or yes, it's okay to buy crystals, or you know, yes, it's okay to burn sage. I mean, we don't really, I mean, maybe I don't really think about that because I grew up with a a closeted new age mother who then came out of the closet about it when I was in high school. So I was never told, you know, you can't burn a candle or don't get that essential oil. I was always encouraged, but a lot of people grow up with in a very Judeo-Christian lifestyle where it's not okay to do those things and they just want a a, a psychic or a clairvoyant to tell them, you know what, it's totally okay. Get that crystal and, you know, do this with it and do that with it and, and it will help you feel better. So I think a lot of times the people that we sort of think of as being some of the people as psychically dependent are people who are, are really just looking for some new age therapy, you know? Yeah. 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 And a friendly voice. I know, I know there's, there's times where, you know, my um, my family members would call me for guidance, you know, and uh, of course I had a, a minor in psychology and so, you know, that helps. And but my my siblings or my family would call me, you know, for guidance, you know, when asking questions and such. And one of my sisters made the comment, boy, it's a good thing you're part of the family because I sure couldn't afford you. <laughs> That's true, right? That's well, I think all of my friends, as my mom was a teacher who then became a, a therapist. She taught emotionally disturbed kids mm-hmm. and, and counseled them. Oh, cool. And I think every friend I ever had got free therapy. And, and you were talking about healing. You know, she, she did that. Yeah. My grandmother was a child psychologist, and my birth father was a doctor. So I sort of feel like, in a way, being a healer is kind of my birthright. It was just sort of natural yeah. that it would happen. But my, my yeah. mom, you know, without telling anybody what she was doing, because I grew up, you know, Huntington Beach at the time was in a very, still very conservative part of California in Orange County. She would just sort of psychically heal people, and they wouldn't know what she was doing. My friends would come over, and, and she, they would ask her advice, and they'd be in the kitchen with her for a half an hour, and they'd be feel completely different. And uh, it didn't take me too long to figure out that it was her. You know, I was just just today was having I was at her place today, which is why I'm down here, and I was having a conversation with her neighbor, and he was like, "Oh, we would come out, just hoping she was out on the patio so we could talk to her." I mean, you know, she just she was like a little human ball of magic, and I think that you know that's what healers are, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. How cool is that? So, um, <clears throat> I'm just thinking, you know, I think I'm going to I'm going to run to um uh a break here real quick and when we come back, I want to talk about your movement that okay. um, that that you have started because I really want that to get out there. So, guys, thank you all for joining us. We're going to take a quick break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Learn more about Reverend Belle Salisbury, psychic medium and spiritual counselor at bellsalisbury.com. Bella Spree is a free online magazine featuring columnists who are experts in their field. Bella Spree magazine covers topics about health and healing, spiritual growth, angels, inspiration, divination, and the paranormal. You can also receive guidance from our experts to your questions or follow your astrological and lunar forecast for the month ahead. Bella's Free Magazine is offered free online for your education and enjoyment at bellasfree.com. Bella's Free means beautiful spirit, and that represents each and every one of us. Their logo is the diamond because it represents the full soul quality. Like a diamond, each facet is unique, holding a beauty all its own. Each facet represents a different characteristic of who we are as individuals. And yet, when we look at the whole diamond, with its flaws and inclusions, we see the exquisiteness of the diamond in its entirety. The collective of the whole soul quality, demonstrating that even in its imperfections, it is still seen as beautiful. Bella's Free Magazine spreads love, truth, and awareness to the world, leading the diamond in the rough to healing and growing into the best diamond we are all meant to be. Visit Bella's Free at bellasfree.com. That's B-E-L-L-E-S-P-R-I-T dot com. Expanding your knowledge of all things metaphysical. It's live with Belle Salisbury. With psychic medium Belle Salisbury and Gina Wedlake. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. I told you it's going to be a quick break. Um, we're talking to my my dear friend Sheena Metal about um, her experiences, um, what got her started on her path. She's an awesome radio show host who um, has her shows. Uh, uh, actually, I just learned she has four shows. So how cool can that be? Um, welcome back, Sheena. Thanks for joining us tonight on our debut show. Thanks for having us. So yeah. excited to be so, here and honored. Thank you. Well, you know, now I know how how um, how I felt being on your show. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm on Sheena Metal's show. 
honored to have you. You know, I, I, it, we, and we just clicked. And, and I remember the first email I got from you was um, something like, I can't believe I haven't had you on my show yet. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> Who is this? And when I saw the name Sheena Metal, I'm like, I know this name. How do I know this <laughs> name? But yet, Spirit was like, yes. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me on your oh, show. And, and please come again and, and bring Gina with you. I'd love it. Oh, awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Be that would be fun. fun. You're just a cool chick. You know what? I like you. Yes, you yes. <laughs> Thank you. I like yes, you, too. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. So, so, Sheena, you started a movement called I Am Raising the Vibration of the World. The name. Of the nation or the world? Yeah. Of, uh, it's, oh. of the, it's I am raising the vibration of the nation and the world. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I just messed that up. I just messed that And I'm looking <laughs> right at it. That's okay. What is up with that? But anyway, so tell us about that. How does this work? How do we join in? Um, I, I just want to know everything about it because I think it's an awesome movement. Well, when, when my mom passed on March 11th, um, I... I wanted to do something to honor her humanity and her spirituality. And I had been throwing it around for a long time. And I think I told you the story when you did my show, but my mom mm-hmm. had this thing she would always say, she would say it in you know, parties and in front of friends. And it would always, you know, kind of freak me out a little bit. Cause it was, she was so direct about it. She really believed that she was put on the earth to raise me because I was going to go on and do these wonderful things. And that was her story. And when she died, I was going through her office, and I found a journal that she had written to herself and then written that she could never read it, and I read it. And a part of it was her once again saying, there's so many things about the world I don't understand. I was given all these gifts, but I've had all this adversity, and I don't know why I'm here except to raise my daughter, and I really believe my purpose was for her to go on and do something. So I couldn't get it out of my mind. It was something about seeing it in writing that was so much more potent than her, than her saying it all those years. And one night I was sitting in water. I was in my hot tub. I, I, often, I often have divine connection while I'm sitting in water, uh, although I'm not a water sign myself. And I, it suddenly occurred to me that she was right, but she had it backwards, that the real reason that, that, she, that, that I was put on the earth was to spend the first half of my life soaking up her teachings so that I could spend the second half of my life passing them on to the world. And she literally died two weeks before my 49th birthday. So at what I consider to be, you know, God willing, the halfway point. So I wanted to do something to honor that. And I had, you know, spent years on the radio. If you listen to my show, you'll know I always say my mama always said, or I I pass her wisdom on. And when she passed, I threw a huge wake for her at a big comedy club in town because she wanted a party, not a funeral. And So many people that never had met her came, and they all said the same thing. I feel like I know her because of the way you talk about her on the air, and I'm tearing up just saying that. And it's because I was passing on her wisdom, and I decided that I wanted to do something very special, but I didn't know what it was. So then the election happened on November 8th. And when they announced the results of the election into the morning of uh, Pacific time here, I'm in Los Angeles, it was about 1230 in the morning on November 9th, which was coincidentally her birthday and my first without her. And 
for me, there was something very, there was something very significant in that and in the numbers. My mother was very into numerology, and she was born 11933, and she died 311 in 2016, which was a nine year. So she was really born 11933 and died 3119. Which wow! So I so I knew I had to do it on her birthday, and I just got this download from the universe. It was a very sad day, and I was missing her very much. And then this download kind of came that that what I was supposed to do because I saw so much at that point instantly that next day, so much divisiveness and anger and and adversity coming from my friends that were on both sides of the political spectrum, and I have many friends on both sides and just the, the the outpouring of anger and people, I'm never going to talk to this person again, and I'm unfriending all my friends that voted for so-and-so. And I thought, you know, at some point we have to, as a nation and as a world, grow beyond that, beyond the pettiness of us against them, and you're either on my team or you're not. And, you know, there, there is something to say about united we stand and divided we fall. And I think in this country we've gotten to the point where – we almost have two countries. It's just that people live in different locations in the thinking. And so the idea and everything, it was all divine guidance. I take credit for none of it. I am raising the vibration of the nation and the world just popped into my head and the whole idea of how to do it. And, and I realized that this is exactly what it was supposed to be to honor my mother. So now we're, we'll be three months old on, on February 9th, and we're over 1,500 strong. We just celebrated 1,500. We have right now have a Facebook page uh, while our website is getting built, uh, but uh, we have IamRaisingTheVibration.com, and it will forward to the Facebook page. And every day I write something. So and I, I just, you know, again, I get a download for what I'm supposed to write about. Today I wrote something about don't sweat the small stuff because I had kind of a morning of dealing with the cell phone company and the gas company, and I thought, why am I getting myself upset about this? This is all just three-dimensional minutia, and it's not important in the big picture. Uh, so I write mm-hmm. something every day, and, um, I, and I've been very guided to do so. And sometimes uh, part of what I write also has a quote from what I like to call our vibration nation, which is all the people that have joined up. Uh, if, if somebody posts something that's really beautiful, I will, uh, you know, requote it and give them credit for it. And um, it's just growing in leaps and bounds. And then four weeks ago, LA Talk Radio asked me to start Raising the Vibration Radio. And uh, I've had um, some wonderful people on, all good friends, the people that I know are, are doing something to make a difference in the world. Um, my first guest was Carolyn Hennessy, who's a fantastic actress on General Hospital, who um, mm-hmm. is a wonderful animal advocate and has gone a couple of times to visit Lexi Elephant Lady at the Elephant Sanctuary uh, in Thailand and um, and Cambodia. And uh, my second guest was Betsy Chassie, who directed uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? And Betsy and I have been friends for years. And my third guest was Dee Wallace, who I, I think did a lot in our entertainment business to, to sort of yes. uh, merge spirituality and art together. And Dee is also a, a good friend, and I adore her. And then last week was my uh, friend Psychic Chip Coffee, who I love. So uh, it's I do always, too. I love it's always so somebody. Much. Oh, I love that man. So it's always yeah. somebody who who feels good to my heart, and who I really believe gets this idea that we have to get out of ourselves and stop thinking yeah. of I and start thinking as we, 
or or as a species we're going to be in big trouble so that that's that's the movement and the mission and and then i'm honored to say that i'm I'm going to have a, a column in Bell Spree, and I'm just completely Yay. over the moon. <laughs> that was something I thought I'd hit you up about in like two years when we really had the movement rolling. So I'm completely no, thrilled. And it's no. like the beautiful opportunities just falling from the sky, you know, like sky candy right into my lap with this movement. I, I really believe that now is the time and the place for this this kind of harnessing our love. I call it a movement of peace, love, kindness, and unity. And, you know, you don't have to vote like your friends vote, and you don't have to like everybody who gets elected, but we do all have to live together in harmony, or or we're not going to have the beautiful nation that we could have, you know? We're just, all this fighting, it's just, this, it's all just distracting us from the real message, which is getting things done as one. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because um, ever since you and I started talking about this, and, and raising our vibration, it's easy to get um, caught up in the 3D world and in the mundane oh, yeah. stuff. And, and uh, my daughter teases me because um, she, when I was on tour this past October and we were traveling home from New York back to North Carolina, my daughter looked at me and she says, Mom, you have road rage. And I'm like, no, I just don't like people being in my way. Why are you getting in the left lane to just travel? If you're not going to go fast, get over in the right lane and let me by, you know. And so I was yelling at people and, you know, and um, then when I met you and we started talking about this raising the vibration thing and, and I was sharing it, you know, about it with my husband. And so was it Wednesday? We, uh, we went to, out to dinner because my daughter actually moved back home from um, Colorado. And uh, I was driving, and um, we arrived at the restaurant that we were all meeting at. And my husband goes, wow, honey, you didn't get mad one time to anybody on this trip up here. Oh, that's awesome. And, I was, and I'm like, what are you saying? And he goes, I don't know. You were just a lot more calm. And it's because that with that raising the vibration, it was something that I began consciously doing every day. You know, every morning I would wake up and I would, you know, focus on, on my vibration and, and where it was at. And I wanted to raise this vibration so that I was filling myself with this love energy. And, and it, it, it works, people. It works. Yeah, you know, I, I it does. Wasn't, it really I didn't does get work. mad one time. At any idiot that was on the road, and, and it, I didn't get. <laughs> it, it, it makes you a happier person, right? Because the more, yeah. the more you're not worried about the little things, the the more you're focusing on the important things, which is loving yourself, loving others, loving God, loving the world, loving all the creatures of the earth. The happier you are, because all those little things that we all get hooked up about. And, and caught mm-hmm. up on that those are those are just things that make us unhappy. They make us unhappy to be around, and they make us unhappy to be inside of our own skin. Exactly, and I even lost a pound in those few days that you and I started talking about that. You know, go well, figure. You really light your load. I did, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, fantastic. But, and I, yeah, and I am, you know, actively on a new meal plan. A lot of you have heard about it. Um, that I am uh, following that has helped me to lose 25 pounds 
And um, I did you. mess up. Yeah, I did mess up while I was on tour because, you know, you're in hotels, in and out of different hotels and, and staying with sure. friends and people were bringing you food. And I'm not about to turn away food. I don't care if it's on my meal plan or oh. not. You know, I'm not going to be rude, you know. And, um, and it, but then when I got home, I got right back on plan. And then it was the holidays and, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. But um, since January, I've been back on plan and, and um, losing what I gained during my, you know, period of um, eating <laughs> unhealthy stuff. And, uh, and, but just, you know, since you and I talked, I just thought it was funny that, that I had actually lost two inches, guys, and then one pound. I love that. See, your, your vibration yeah. is raising and everything else is shrinking. Well, yeah, it speeds the metabolism and, the, you know, you know, on and on it goes, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. yeah, so I'm excited, you know. So if anybody's wanting to uh, lose weight effortlessly, and I mean that seriously, effortlessly, look into Trim healthymama.com these sisters um, Pearl and Serene from they're actually from New Zealand but they live in uh, Tennessee um, derived this this diet this meal plan I don't like to call it a diet they derived this meal plan um, by taking it from the Bible how cool is that oh, wow they 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 chose yeah they they read the Bible. They really, I mean, these women did their research, and then they put together this book called the Trim Healthy Mama Meal Plan. And they talk about, you know, this meal plan. And basically, all that they're suggesting that we do is separate your fuel source, because we all know we need fat and we need carbs as fuel. And so any diet that's telling you to cut out fat or to cut out carbs is depriving your body of the very fuel it needs to function. And Absolutely. so Yeah, and so what they're suggesting we do is to separate these fuels. So if I have a um if I have a breakfast that is energizing or carbs, that means I'm eating a bowl of oatmeal, you know, or an apple on top, apple cinnamon oatmeal, love it. You know, that's a carb meal. No fats. You can't have fats. You can have so many, but like I could have a pat of butter, but I can't slop it on there, you know, or I can't fill it with sugar because you want to cut out the sugar and use stevia. And then for lunch, maybe I'm going to have a fatty meal, you know, uh, a meal with fats. And then at dinner time, I might have some chili, which is a carb meal, you know, so you're not mixing your carbs and your fats together. And yeah. I tell you, the weight just drops off. It just drops off. And more so than that, it's your inches that just melt right off your body. Oh, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, just to throw it out there while I'm on the subject, then I'll get back to you. I get sidetracked easy. But if you want to know more okay. about it, look up my Facebook group called, um, uh, what is it called? Our Weight Loss Journey is what it's called our weight loss journey it's a private group on facebook and there is where we talk about 
you know, the pros and cons of what we're going through and, and how did you get past this and, and who has a good recipe for that. You know, we share recipes, we share experiences, we ask questions, because none of us are experts, but we're all learning together. And so it's awesome oh, to be able that. to hear about everyone's successes and stuff. So if you're interested in joining this group, um, message me and, and have me add you to it. I'd be glad to. Please so, add me. I'd Trent, love to go. I would love to. I would love to add you. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so back to this movement. How, my friend, how can we raise our vibrations? Uh-huh. Give me some ways. Um, well, not sweating the small stuff. We talked about that. That's number one. Uh-huh. Um, always leading with positivity. You know, find the positive in a situation, I think that it's it's so um, easy for human beings to default to negative, and mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a bad path to be on. So always think of the positive. It doesn't mean you have to pretend that negatives don't exist, but think of the negatives as like little tiny peas that surround the giant pile of mashed potatoes that is the positive. You know, the negatives, think of them as things to overcome, uh, not things that are not uh, that, that can't be overcome. Um, always mm-hmm. lead with love. Get the negativity out of your life. Get the hate out of your life. I know it's hard. You don't have to like everybody, but if you don't want to be around somebody, then separate yourself from them. But but once you've done that, you don't have to spend months and months and months talking about how much you hate them and you know hating things that you can't change. If you want to change yeah. something, then become proactive and find a way to change it. And and the most important thing I think is the most important thing to raise your vibration and it it's it's glass half full mentality. Always think about what you do have, not what you don't have. We spend so much time thinking about what we don't have. I mean, think about how lucky wanting. you are I to spend, have the things that you have. And, and then and then just wanting. practice random acts of what? We spend I'm so sorry? much time wanting. We spend so much time wanting instead oh, of appreciating absolutely. we want. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So much time. Always think, always look on the bright side of life, right? It's a, like the Monty Python song. Always try to think of, 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 of the glasses half full. And then, you know, practice random acts of kindness. Nothing raises your vibration more than please and thank you, smiling at people, Ask another about themselves. Open a door for somebody. Uh, put your hand out if somebody's having trouble getting somewhere and lend them an arm. I mean, it's, it's all so easy. It should be humanity 101, but with a lot of people it's not. And then try to think, you know, less of me and more of we. I think that somehow somewhere along the line people got the idea that if you think of others all the time, you're somehow taking away from or devaluing yourself. And I think the opposite is true. I think the more that you think about others, the the more you build yourself up, the more love you give to yourself. Now you can't you can't give to others at the disadvantage of taking care of you because you can't help anybody else unless you help yourself. But but helping other people and you know giving and kindness and and you know just calling and checking in on people when you know they're not feeling well or they're not doing well mm-hmm. and you know, putting yourself out into the world as a, you know, every one of us has the ability to be in service 24-7 to the universe. 
and we really all should be. We always should be on duty. Uh, and nothing raises your vibration like helping another, you know. And, and then, you know, be good to yourself. Love yourself. Treat your, give yourself the respect you deserve. Uh, treat yourself with the love and respect and kindness that, and gentleness that you would want someone else to treat you with. I mean, it's, I know these all seem like such simple things, but these are how you raise your vibration. And, and keep that connection to God or the universe or higher power or whatever terminology you like to use that works for you. Keep that connection strong. You know, always feel like I consider that I'm just sort of like uh, a servant of the universe, and I'm always in service, and whenever I'm needed, I'm called, and I always go. And I think if more of us had that kind of mentality of that we're all just, we're all a force, and we're always on duty, and we're always serving the universe, and some days the universe doesn't need us, and some days the universe does need us, and it just depends on the day. Uh, you know, firemen sit around a lot and make each other spaghetti, and every once in a while they get the call and there's a fire and they have to go. You you kind of have to think <laughs> of it like that, um, you know, and, and, and just keep that connection because I, I think nothing makes a healthier, happier person than making sure you're always fully plugged into the universe. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's, Do not, you remember, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Do you remember back in the day? I remember when we were kids. If – um. The neighbor, I think our neighbor or something, she just had a baby or something. And my mom had put together this casserole and had us to take it over to her house. And I remember thinking, why? You know, but it was because she just had a baby. And mom said, yeah. she just, they need, some, they need some help. And so we took a meal over to the family. And then I remember how awesome I felt. Yeah, when they knocked, when they answered the door after I knocked and they were like, Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. You know, they were so touched that we thought of them, you know. And because you think about it, you're home with a new baby and, you know, you're trying to organize your family and get back in a routine. And, you know what I mean? It just felt wonderful to to make a meal uh, because this woman had just had a baby. Or what if you know that your friend has been down with the flu? You know, it's flu season. You know, bring them some chicken noodle soup. Crack a can open, heat it up, and bring it to them. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's such a little effort. It makes so much of a difference. You know, my, my best friend who's very spiritual and um, has been my best friend since I was 15, um, she mm-hmm. and her, I was in the hospital over the, between Christmas and New Year's, and she and her husband and her daughter drove two hours, it was two hours away from where I live, uh, to come up and, and see me and sit with me. And she herself it was in the middle of chemo at the time. Oh. And, um, you know, she and I were talking, and her husband draws, so he pulled out his pens and drew me this beautiful elephant that I cannot wait to frame and hang on my wall because I love the elephant so Elephant! And their yeah. daughter, oh, I love the elephant. So their daughter is eight, just turned eight, and she's sort of like my niece. I call her my phone niece because, you know, Lisa and I aren't really <laughs> sisters, but it's like we're sisters. And she um, was just sitting there drawing, and about a you know half hour had passed, and she came over and she had made me a card, so beautiful, wishing that I would get better. She wasn't the least bit scared that I was in the hospital or the least bit weird. Then she made a card for my nurse for taking care of me. And then she made one for this older lady who I had been in the ICU. And then when they moved me down to the regular ward, there was a woman in her 80s that was my roommate. And she made one for her just to say, 
Um, you know, oh, thank no. you for being my, thank you for being Sheena's roommate, and I hope you get better. And and both the nurse and this woman, I mean, they were just they were just gobsmacked with joy that this child that didn't yeah. know them would yeah. make this beautiful little thing for them just because they happened to be somehow in my life. And and you know what? I said to to my friend and her husband afterwards. I said, "You, you both know that what a great job you're doing, right? Because, because wow, because because that's because that's a kid who gets it. I mean, that's yeah. that's a kid who really understands the idea of making somebody's life a little bit better just to do it. I mean, she could have done anything. She also let me just say really quick. Also made fabulous." couture dresses for her Barbie, one out of a paper towel and one out of out of a blue rubber hospital glove while she was there. So there was a little a little fashion designing happening as well. But I mean just to sit there and think think of the nurse and think of this woman next to me who was, you know, very unhappy that the nurse wasn't coming fast enough for her and, you know, just had been through a real hard time and was real cranky and unhappy and just a real sweet lady just not having a good day. To think to make her a card to me that's so beautiful, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's and the look little at the thing. vibration it's that it raises in thing. that room. Yeah, it yes. is. I mean, and it it takes so little effort, guys. So little effort to to raise the vibration around you. And I teach this in my classes. Um, I can't remember now, Gina, if I teach it in the mediumship or if I. I mm-hmm. think it is in the mediumship. Um, mediumship. Where yeah. certain ways to raise the vibration. Sing. Singing raises oh, your yeah. vibration. Oh, yeah. Laughter, yeah. laughing raises oh, the vibration. Yeah. Because Smiling. have you ever noticed, yeah. if you start laughing, other people laugh too. They don't know why, but they're just laughing along with yeah. you. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It, and it, it isn't about needing to be in a meditative state all the time to raise your vibration. You know, that, no. that's, um, you know, Part of it, you know, offering a prayer raises the vibration. And even my guides are just telling me making a wish raises your vibration. Sure. There are so many simple things that we can do to, and, and here's an example of raising the vibration. We're at the grocery store last night. My daughter needed to do a little shopping. And there was a Walmart associate in the register in front of us, and he was purchasing something. He was done with his day, and he was buying something, and he was having a little trouble with his card, you know, his bank card. And he's like, I am so sorry, folks. I am so sorry. And I go, honey, don't worry about it. It's okay. And he goes, oh, thank you. And so, and he continued. Well, this went on for about five minutes. He was having issues with his card. And I was just about ready to pull out my wallet and say, here, let me, t- let me get this for you when his card finally worked. And um, so, you know, he says, thank you guys for being so patient. I appreciate that. And I said, not a problem, sweetheart. And so we had our our conveyor belt loaded with all our groceries. And he goes, wait a minute. And he told the cashier, he goes, here, give them my employee discount. Oh, wow. Wow, that's cool. And so, yeah. yeah, he didn't have to do that. You know, but no. and, and of course, we could have been angry because we had to wait five minutes for the guy to get done with his transaction, you know. But this uh-huh. is what I mean by just since I've talked to you, Tina, about raising the vibration, and I'm doing this consciously mm-hmm. now because 
you know, we can slip into old hateful patterns, you know, but so here, you know, I've had this on my mind and we could have been a little agitated because we had to wait to get checked out. But instead, you know, we began having a little conversation with the gentleman. You know, he's had a hard day. He's gotten off work and now he's trying to get some goodies and bring them home and his card wouldn't cooperate, you know, and, um, and, so because we were so patient and happy, happy, we were just happy, happy, joy, joy at the register. Mm-hmm. And it made him feel so relaxed that mm-hmm. he in turn gave us his 15% discount. That's really that wonderful. You know? Yeah. yeah, it was. It That's was fantastic. just amazing. And I guarantee you that just by our effort of being so upbeat about his struggle, that I guarantee you yeah. that he passed that on. He passed it on. He paid it forward. So he mm-hmm. ended up going home in a good mood. Mm-hmm. You know? Isn't that wonderful? And then everybody it, wins. That's the thing. When you keep the vibration yeah. high, everybody wins. Do you yeah. remember that movie, Pay It Forward? Oh, it's The a little great boy who, who created that movement. You know, if we could just do that. You know, if we could just do that. And under the contingency that, yeah, and then um, squirrel, okay, y'all, I'm a squirrel fiend. But squirrel. even if yeah, <laughs> even if we were to, you know, pay for the person's meal behind us. Remember how that used to be done a lot? Remember yeah. that? And it started going, it, they were paying it forward. Let me pay for the person behind me and let me pay for the person behind me. And it went on for a number of people. Do you know what I mean? And it ended up being in the news about people paying for one another's, you know, purchases. Christmas time, people walking in randomly paying off layaways for individuals. And it spread. It spread. Don't you think that's raising the vibration? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that. but, you know, now it's it's changed. We consider it to be... I mean, if I'm in line with one thing and somebody's in front of me with 300 things and they say, oh, no, no, why don't you go? I mean, you feel like you're, you've had a meal bought for you. Yes. It's just a small just that gesture. Little tiny thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's a small gesture. And I've had that happen to me a lot, Sheena, where somebody that's in line has more items than I do. And they'll say, oh, you go ahead. And I've done it for others. You know, I know I've got a big oh, basket. I, I always do it for up. others. Yeah, and they've got one or two things, and especially people that their arms are, you know, piled full of stuff, and they don't have a basket because they didn't think they were going to get that much stuff, and they're standing in line holding all this stuff, hoping to God they don't drop it. I'll tell them to go ahead. You go ahead, sweetheart. (laughs) Your arms are full. You go ahead. I got a basket, you know, and it just feels good, and you don't do it because you want to hear somebody say thank you. Although it's always common courtesy, folks, but you don't do it for that reason. You do it no. because I mean, it we spreads just, love. Absolutely. We used to just call it the milk mm-hmm. of human kindness, right? What happened to the milk yeah. of human kindness? Yeah. And, Gina, I want to hear from our yeah. people in the chat room. How well, have you raised the vibration? What have we got in there? Well, let's see what they're saying. Okay. Uh, Presswell says, without random acts of kindness, the human race would be in sorry shape. It is one of the things that raises the vibrations. Well said. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, you know what? He needs to go to, um, or she needs to go to IamRaisingTheVibration.com and post that there for me, and I'll repost it. That's beautiful. Yeah. And like her fan page. What's your fan page on Facebook? Is it a group or uh, is it a fan page? Uh, I am raising yes, it's it's Facebook dot com, I am raising the vibration, but I am raising the vibration dot com forwards there. And then my personal one is just Facebook dot com slash Sheena Metal. Cool. And Gina, you'll put that in the chat room as well. You know, but look her up on Facebook. Um it's Facebook dot com I am raising the vibration. And um uh you'll see the the beautiful logo with the world. And it's the full logo is I am raising the vibration of the nation and the world. So awesome. Absolutely. And you'll see that's this right. beautiful, my beautiful Sheena face here and Chip Coffee, his, his gorgeous face. Now, isn't he in Georgia? Isn't he in Atlanta, Georgia? He is. He Chip was Coffee. the first guest to do it by phone. Actually, Dee Wallace did it by phone, too, but I had just seen her. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a show I was throwing for my eight-year anniversary at LA Talk Radio at the Hollywood Improv. So we had a photo that was taken of us that night. And then um, uh-huh. Betsy and Carolyn were in the studio. And uh, this week uh, my guest is my friend Deborah Wilson, who was on the show Mad TV for many, many years. And she um, is also a brilliant spiritualist who uh, is just an amazing spiritualist and very gifted, has very gifted extrasensory gifts, and also plays the didgeridoo. How spiritual is that? I have one of those. I bought one for my yes. hubby, a didgeridoo. Anybody know what that is? Oh. <laughs> but the only thing we can ever get out of ours is a fart. <laughs> That's the noise. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, we might get the fart, too, because we're blowing so hard, but... It just, that's all we can get out of it. But um, I bought the CD that teaches you how to play the didgeridoo. You know, so eventually maybe in hubby's retirement, you know, once he retires, eventually. I'm not going to let him do it yet, but (laughs) maybe he'll learn how to play his didgeridoo. It's a beautiful, haunting instrument when it's played right. Yes. It is. When it's played right, I'm glad you added that because, like I said, we blow on it and all we can get is this. You know, of course, the babies (laughs) giggle and laugh. They laugh and giggle and then they, of course, have to have a turn at trying to blow in it and all they do is slobber all over it. (laughs) But, hey, we're going to take a quick break, guys. And when we come back, I want to hear your ideas. Go into chat room. Join us in chat. I want to hear your ideas of how to raise the vibration of the world, okay, and the nation. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Reverend Belle Salisbury is an internationally recognized psychic medium known for her natural ability since childhood to see things that are going on around you and bring through messages from the spirit world. As a medium, Belle demonstrates her abilities by attuning herself to a higher frequency, along with help from those in the spirit world to bring messages from your loved ones. Belle Salisbury is able to cross the bridge between two worlds that allows her to see and communicate with your departed loved ones, helping to bring closure, resolve, and healing. 
as a psychic, Belle Salisbury offers readings for those seeking guidance, addressing your questions and concerns around your daily life with clarity and truth. Readings are available in person or by phone. For more information or to schedule an appointment, please call 910-229-3669. That's 910-229-3669. And please visit Belle at bellsalisbury.com to learn more about her services. Now talk about an old ad. That's an old phone number. <laughs> so now you have to go to thebellsalisbury.com to get the right number to connect with. <laughs> or you can connect with me here on Facebook. I am. Uh, I have a fan page, Reverend Bell Salisbury. And we also now have a Live with Bell and Gina fan page. So be sure to we check do. that out on Facebook. We do. Check that out on Facebook. Uh-huh. Give us some love. We need it. Grow our likes, yeah. you know, help us out. And um, so, Gina, what do we have in the, what are some ideas we're getting? How do we raise the vibration? Well, no one's really answering. They're all being kind of quiet. We have a lot of callers that, that may have some ideas, but um, uh, there's not many people talking. I keep saying, you guys are so quiet tonight. Come on. Because they, cause they uh, listening. Come on, guys. They, they help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh how do you raise your vibration? Let us know. I'll be here to take your questions. Please put a QQ yeah. before your inquiry, and um, I'll be looking forward to it. Okay, so now, Sheena, as we briefly touched on, and I want to elaborate a little bit more, Sheena will be sure. writing for Bella Spree Magazine. Yes, indeed. And she's, she's going Absolutely. to be writing. Absolutely, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I cannot wait to read your stuff. She's going to be writing about raising the vibration, and um, I think I it's going to be a wonderful addition to um, Bella's Free Magazine. And so um, we'll have to make sure that we get that promoted really well on uh, Facebook. Thank you. Who is who is typing in my ear? Gina. Yeah, that's the type. <laughs> I know, I've been so good the whole show. I just messed up. I'm in the chat room. I'm in the chat room. She's going for it in that chat room. I am. And I do apologize. You, uh, yeah. That's fine. I've done well so far. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, no. Don't, don't be Carry embarrassed. On. My goodness. On. Goodness. <laughs> you know, Carry so, on. but yeah, I'm so excited. And um, so, so what plans do you have for your column raising now what was it? i think you were calling it raising the vibration of the world it's just it's just going to be called raising the vibration i think it's just going to be okay. straight called raising the vibration that's what the radio cool. show is called too um i you know the the first one that i'm working on is sort of my response to the post-election america and how i yeah. think we can work to become uh, more friendly and more united and more loving with each other. It starts out with me talking about, I don't know if we've talked about this on, on when you've done my shows, but um, I kind of came out of the box, so to speak, obsessed with Abraham Lincoln. By the time I was, you know, two years old, I had made my mother take me everywhere he ever was. And oh, there's wow. just something I think about wow. his soul and his wisdom and the way he spoke and his kindness, uh, I mean, for a politician, he was, I think, almost more of a poet and a spiritualist than he was a politician. Anyway, so I grew up, you know, um, studying a lot of the small age about the Civil War and, and about 
sort of how the 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 emotional climate in the country leading up to the Civil War and how distressing it was for him. You know, Lincoln was a seer. Um, I believe he was a psychic. He he saw a his visionary. Own I mean, he he yeah. really was. I mean, he was a, a a visionary in the three dimensional world and in the spiritual world. And I mm-hmm. think that he sensed that civil war was coming, and it was such a sad thing for him because he loved the nation so much and didn't want to see to see it divided. I, I used one of my uh, daily quotes for "I'm raising the vibration of the nation and the world." Um, back in the fall was his quote, um, a house divided against itself cannot stand. I think that is such a beautiful quote. And and that's true no matter what the house is, whether it's your your neighborhood, your country, the world, a a group that you're a part of, I mean, a a group of friends. I mean, something divided against itself is going to crumble. And I worry about that in our country. I worry about the climate in our country and how it just seems to be, escalating to a boiling point over and over again. So uh, my first uh, installment, which um, uh, at this time is temporarily titled Can't We All Just Get Along, is is really just about that, about what, what I think, how I think, how I think people on both sides of the political spectrum can raise their vibration better to a place of unity. Because I think we have two very divided groups right now that are doing two very definite divided things. And I think yeah. they're, they're both making mistakes and there, there's a lot of kind of a bullying mentality on both sides that I'm not liking seeing, especially from more of the, the liberal side, because that's where my heart's always been. It's, you know, it's, it's easy to like, you know, gang up against what you think is the other side, but when you see your own folks doing it, you're like, Oh my goodness. And so uh, that that's kind of what it's about. It's about, you know, this idea that whether we like it or not, we're all Americans and we have to live together in this country. So why not find a way to do it that's not so stressful and draining and 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 drama filled for all of us because it it can't be it can't be easy for anybody to go through life right now when sort of the base for their existence is to go on Facebook and type, you know, a thousand words of anger and post it four, five, six times mm-hmm. a day. That's a, that's a oh. lot of time that you could be petting puppies and kissing babies just devoted to, yes, we get it. You're on this side and you don't like the people on that side. We get it. We got it. We're good. Now, what else exactly. can we talk about that isn't just, yeah. you know, that's why I think the yeah. women's marches were so beautiful because mm-hmm. when people were yeah. getting out and they were advocating positivity and female empowerment and and working towards equality and fighting for civil rights i'm all about that not Mm -hmm. just spewing out what you don't like what you don't like what you don't like and i think social media is a wonderful thing and a beautiful platform but unfortunately it brings out the positive in people and it brings out the negative in others amen well you know the mainstream media on fox news msnbc and cnn they, they all differ and uh, they're, they're brainwashing people, and they're not getting the facts straight. They're just listening to what they hear on one station rather than listening to both sides. And then make your own mind up, yeah. you know. There's a lot of brainwashing yeah, sure. going on. And, and, and it, but and see, it's we had become, we became a society of needing to be told what to do. We yeah. needed to be told how to think. 
Yes. And I think that what is happening today is that we are waking up from a slumber and we're realizing mm-hmm. that we have the power to make up our own minds. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, so, absolutely. you know, I think we're I think we're waking up. And and you know, Sheena, we had this conversation on uh, on your show the other day where um uh we're waking up. You know, we're mm-hmm. coming out of a slumber. Absolutely. And and I think that right now we are just in that groggy stage. You know how when you just wake up and you're kind of not fully in your body yet, you know, you're kind of groggy. Mm-hmm. This is where I think we are now. I think that we have just woken up. We aren't fully into that soul self mentality yet, you know, the um, uh, the fullness of who we are. And I think that as we gradually wake up, uh, I, I believe that we're going to find ourselves in the world that we've really wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. You think I agree. So? And we talked about this when you did my show and, and uh, that I'm working on a, a daily post for I'm Raising the Vibration of the Nation and the World called um wake up from the slumber of apathy and and i yes. and i it may wind up actually being it, it may be so juicy it may wind up being one of my columns for bella spray because i really oh, believe yes. that as we've become more comfortable in the in in uh, you know in first world countries what has come with that comfort is um entitlement and in some senses um not only physical but emotional and spiritual kind of laziness and then also this horrible wave of apathy where we sort of feel like you know what we have we have the cell phone and we have the iPad and we have the PlayStation and we have the 80 inch big screen and we have the computer that tells us when to turn the lights on and off and we have and instead of being thrilled that we have these beautiful technological gifts in our life that allow us to have all these advantages where we should then say, okay, you know what, Siri's answering my questions, and this one is telling, is turning the lights on and off, and this one plays the music, and I can set the coffee maker, and I can set my phone to wake me up in the morning. I have all this time to just be spiritual and love people and be emotional. But instead, it's almost like the more technology helps us, the less we're doing, and the more angry and resentful we're becoming about the things that we don't have. And and we've just become very apathetic, and I think we saw it during this presidential election. We see it on social media. We see a lot of people just talking about how, how bored they are, how unhappy they are, how they don't bother to vote because they hate all the candidates anyhow. And And this kind of apathy is not good for our species because human beings do best when they have something to motivate them and make them um, make them thrive, even though sometimes it's adversity. Like this country was never stronger than right after 9-11, than right after Hurricane Katrina. You know, I live in Los Angeles where we had a almost a 7.0 earthquake in 1994. I was talking about earlier, Los Angelinos were never more of a united force than when we were all sorting through the rubble trying to find our sofas. So it shouldn't have to be that. It shouldn't take a tragedy in order for people to come together and work as one. You know, back in um, uh, 2008, I had a um, uh, vision where Spirit had showed me um, two scenarios. One was it showed that we, our country, was 
was divided. Like literally, you know, we were not one great nation anymore. We were a, a group of smaller nations, of like-minded people grouped together. And, and I wondered if that was, you know, in a literal sense, like were we literally going to be, you know, a separate United States, no longer united, you know, or, or just exactly what did that represent? And the other thing that Spirit had told me was that many great towers would fall. And so I thought, oh, what does that mean? Is this part of the wow. you know, a massive earthquake? Is this part of this or is this part of that? And now that I look back on these visions, I realize exactly what spirit was showing me. And what it's showing me is that here we have, you know, the division of our nation. Right now, many of us are divided and a lot of it is divided by location, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by location. And then yeah. the great towers that will fall, I think, are big yeah, businesses well that are being yeah. called out. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if you if you put this together or not, but uh, about three mm-hmm. years after you had that vision, two great towers did fall. Indeed. Indeed. 9-11. It, that, it might, that might definitely have been what you saw because those... Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that it that it it still has precedence today, in that you know many businesses who thought they were too big to be touched are now realizing that you know their stuff does stink, <laughs> and people yeah. are are speaking out about it. They're they're you know um, my friend Danielle Agnew wrote this wonderful article. And um, she was saying that, you know, if you want to uh, get back to the people who are um, uh, like big oil conglomerates like Exxon, you know, a lot of people are saying that a lot of our, um, our, what do you call them, um, uh, cabinet members are big business. They're billionaires. They're they're rich people. And that the... um, the uh, capital is being stacked with with people that have um, uh, a, a personal interest in being in their position of of control. And so, my friend Daniel Agnew said, if you don't like the fact that Exxon, that the Exxon corporate leader or whatever, is a part of this cabinet, then you know protesting isn't going to stop it. Because it's not going to bother them one bit. They could care less if you protest. Protest all you want. Go ahead. But what will get their attention is their pocketbook. So if you own stock in Exxon, take your stock out of Exxon and put it in Shell. And watch how fast Exxon starts listening to what you have to say. If you don't like something, yes, I think protest is wonderful, but in this day and age, don't you think it's it's because of the pocketbook? Does that make sense? I think both are important. I think everybody has their own way to be proactive about things in their life yeah. that, and in their country that they're not happy about. Some people, protesting is really their thing. And I think 
for businesses, for people who are kind of sitting on the fence, not sure how they feel politically, to go and see that many people moving uh, either in protest of something they don't like or towards a positive movement, I think that's very moving. I'm not a protester because I don't, I don't like big crowds. I probably yep. would have gone to the women's march, except my health was not. I've been having a little, yes. a little yes. thing with my heart, and I, I just didn't think I should be amongst 750,000 women that marched in LA. How exciting! And men and women, 750,000 in Los Angeles marched at once. Isn't that wow? Um, and, and see, and I love the peacefulness of these marches, but what I don't I do like too. is when these protests, when these these outcries turn violent why why must we destroy businesses who had nothing to do with what you're protesting to begin with that you must throw objects through their windows why must you turn violent in order to no class that's all i gotta say no i I completely agree well because we have two sides of us as humans right one side is our monkey self. Like, have you ever seen that documentary called The Dark Side of Chimps? I mean, yep. that's part of us. We have, a, we have a primate dark side. And when it gets all fired up about something, even if it has the best intentions in it being fired up, sometimes the monkey self takes over and we pick up a stick and we start hitting things. And then we also have that, you know, clever, snaky, extraterrestrial side that sometimes just says, okay, you know what, while I'm here protesting, I could steal a TV. So, you know, yeah. we got to watch ourselves. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think that um, your decision to, to begin this movement, um, I think, is joined by many others under different names, but it's all about raising the vibration. And I think that it's like, so timely. It's right. If we all do it, it's collective consciousness. It's just more powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and like, and, and like I said, everybody... I'm sorry? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody had something that was their thing that the universe wanted them to do after this election mm-hmm. and at this time in our world. And for me, it, it was this, this movement was what I was supposed to do. Everybody just yeah. has to do their part, and this is my thing. Yeah, I agree. And I, I totally agree. So, you know, it's uh, every, it's just you, you never know what your thing is until you're called. And I definitely was called to do this. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, you and have I such don't know a why. wonderful voice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how to start a peace and love movement. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just sort of follow my divine guidance and do what I'm supposed to do as I'm supposed to do it. And that's you know, exactly and, what and happened just, when we created Bella Spree. I had no idea how to run a magazine. Yeah, <laughs> and how mm-hmm. But look I'm how you forget know, that battle. You've done. <laughs> look at what, a, what, a, what a wonderful job you've done. Uh, so, so it was exactly what you were supposed to do, Belle, and it was completely how you were divinely guided. And I was just, you know, I was telling a friend this the other day because in L.A. and being in the entertainment business my whole life, people ask you questions like, "What are you going to do next?" or what are you into or what do you want out of your life? And I just say, now, look, I just follow my soul around. I just let God tell me where to go and I just go. I don't have any yeah. more preconceived ideas of what my life is going to be. It's just going to be what it's going to be. And I let God and the universe and the spirit of my mother 
just guide me and tell me where I'm to go, and I just show up with a smile. And that's what you because, have to do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you I know, do like Sheena, the idea as I, well as, I'm sorry? Yeah, I, I, I've, Gina has heard this story before, and probably some of my listeners have heard this story before, but I'm going to share it just because I think it fits so well with what we're talking about in raising the vibration. My, um, mm-hmm. my sweet husband used to work for Walmart. I'm going to say it out loud, Walmart. And uh, I would take him to work and then pick him up after work. And what was so interesting is that every time I would go in to pick him up, it was so heavy feeling. The, the energy in the, in the shop was so heavy. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I had to get out of there just very quickly. I had to get out of this oh, yeah. place of business because yeah. I couldn't handle the heaviness of this, this business. And so one day we were going to do some shopping while I was picking him up from work. And yet again, here was this heavy feeling. You could see customers kind of like drones. They were just sort of no face, no reaction. They were, you know, just all in their own little world. And then the associates were all, you know, humdrum. And it was so depressing. And I said to to my husband, I said, this place is so depressing. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to change this. And he looks over at me and he goes, what are you going to do? And I go, just watch. So I grab my shopping cart. And I'm pushing the cart along, and here we come across the first lady in my path. And I looked at her, and I said, well, don't you look beautiful? I love that blouse on you. Her first reaction was to turn around to see who I was talking to. And then she realized it was her, and I said, yes, I'm talking to you. I said, you just look beautiful. This blouse makes you radiate. And she squares her shoulders back, and she lit right up, and she goes, well, why, thank you. And she went about her way. The next woman I passed, I chose something else to compliment her on. And the person after that, I chose something else to compliment them on. The next thing I noticed is that people were about facing and intentionally wanting to cross my path. Because they wanted to hear what I had to say to them mm-hmm. on purpose. That. And the next thing you know, they are smiling at people they're passing. And by the time yeah. we mm-hmm. were through with our shopping and we started up toward the front of the store, my husband looked at me and he goes, how did you do that? And I said, simple. I just raised the vibration. Ah. Uh. Amazing. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. some go I love that story. Where I've been it's before so easy. And, and it's so easy. And I'll be in a restaurant with friends and the waiters and waitresses will come over and talk to me and they'll say, how do you know everybody here? And I'll just say, well, because I've been here before and I'm always nice. And I ask, I mean, it takes two seconds to ask the waiter or the waitress or the hostess how they're doing and how their day has been. And, again, it's back to that simple milk of human kindness. Shouldn't we all be doing that? I mean, isn't that just what your day should be is when you encounter yeah. somebody, when you're, when you're eating with a friend and someone walks right up to your table and is now going to be taking care of you for the next 10 minutes or half hour, however long, isn't it, shouldn't you just be sort of, isn't it a natural thing to 
sort of make conversation with them. I mean, it's, isn't it awkward if you don't? It's Appreciate so them. Appreciate yeah. them. That's the big thing. Absolutely. And and I have a word of a word of of um, realization here, guys. How many times do we walk up to someone and say, "Hey, how you doing? Listen, can I get this and this and this?" You ask them a question, and you didn't even wait for their answer. You jumped right into what yeah. I want. So when you say to someone, how are you today? Shut up and listen to their response. Let them answer yeah. you. And then the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever notice that? Somebody says, how, mm-hmm. how are you? And then they just start talking, and they don't even give you a chance to respond. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but a lot You're of right. people don't think about how other people feel. They only they only think about themselves. I mean, they're always thinking about how something affects them, how something involves them. Uh it it must be a very unhappy way to live because it's uh you know, I don't I'm not only interested in things that pertain to me. I'm not only uh, supportive of communities that I belong to. I'm supportive of a lot of communities that I don't belong to uh, because yeah. I think the human community is everybody's community. But some mm-hmm. people go right to their agenda, and, and I've seen it, um, you know, I've seen it in, in in stores, I've seen it in restaurants, I've seen it at Starbucks where somebody is just barking out orders to the person who's working there almost like they think they're talking to a robot. They don't realize yeah, they're what talking happened to, a, to a, a living being that has feelings. Really? Yeah. Compassion. What happened yeah, to compassion? Yeah, so important. That's mm-hmm. a big vibration raiser right there is compassion. Yeah. So the next time that you throw out the question, how are you, you know, um, listen for their answer before you jump into why you're there, you know. Um, listen and respond. You know what I mean? Um, like, and I've and I've yeah. done this before, where somebody will say, "I'll say, how are you today?" And they'll go, oh, "I'm just fighting this headache." And I'm like, "Oh, honey, I am so sorry. Let me see if I can make it easier for you. You know, my transaction hopefully will go very easy. You know, make a conversation. Listen to what they said. Yeah. You know, instead of yeah. while I'm I'm struggling with this headache. Yeah, good. Well, okay. So um, here's what I need. <laughs> you know, you didn't hear a word they said. Yeah, exactly. Like how exactly. many? How many have you have heard uh, or have seen the show with Queen Latifah called The Last Holiday? No. Anybody oh, ever seen that? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love Queen. I love Queen Latifah. She um, <laughs> I like Queen Latifah too. She gets misdiagnosed with a inoperable, incurable, three weeks left of your life brain tumor. And so she decides uh-huh. that she is going to take her life savings and her inheritance, and she is going to go to, um, I forget what country it was, to this hotel poop. And that's how it's pronounced. Dubai? Uh, I don't remember. Dubai? But it was, it, yeah, maybe it is. And, uh, but this hotel was to just die for, and it was hotel poop. And in this one scene that I'm thinking of, she she comes in by helicopter, so everybody thinks she's some big to-do. And so the busboy greets her, and he says, how are you, ma'am? And she goes, well, I'm dying. 
And he goes, oh, that's wonderful. Here, let me take what? your luggage. <laughs> Seriously, that's what, that's what he said. And she kind of looked at him like, what? You know, which is the prime example of the very fact that he didn't listen to a word she said. We'll sometimes yeah. ask a question with no intention of needing an answer. Then don't yeah. ask your question. You know, don't ask. If you don't want to hear how that person is doing, don't ask. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. You know, and if you do ask and they give you a response, respond back. Say something back. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or, oh, that's wonderful. If it is, if they're doing wonderful and great, be proud. Be happy with them. You know? So, okay, exactly. off of my soapbox. Yeah, I'm done. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I don't know if you have no, Aldi. Is, is you guys have Aldi? Aldi? A place called yeah, Aldi. Have, have you heard of the market? Yeah. Aldi's is actually a German company, and I first met yeah, Aldi's there. When, uh, when I was in Germany, when I lived in Germany. And I loved oh. the fact that um, in Germany, they're never open on Sundays because Germans don't work on Sundays. You know, oh, and um, okay. yeah, yeah. And so, but but of course, now here in, here in the United States, they are open on Sundays because, you know, we shop on Sundays, you know. But, yes, I'm yeah, familiar you, with all these. You know how you have to put the quarter in to get the card out, Bell? Yeah. I always leave my quarter in there and pass it on. And the next person you know walks what? up and so I put a little in there for you, and they just beam over a quarter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. We put a quarter in, and as we're going out, somebody's coming in, and I would say, do you need a shopping cart? And and they'll say, "Uh, uh, yeah, well, here you go. You know, so it keeps going, and then, you know, it's almost like who gets the quarter? You know, like the hot potato game, who gets the quarter? But, um, yeah. And when they smile, you fill up with, you raise your vibration, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. The happiness, you know, it brings out your inner beauty, don't you think? Yeah. Smiling, yeah, it makes you look gorgeous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makeup or not, you know, we have it a makes lot of you people, look good. A lot of people that live here in LA, we've got you know almost thirty million people out here. So I, oh. uh, when I'm leaving like a crowded parking lot, and I I see somebody looking for a spot, I'll kind of wave them down and let them know, look, I'm right in front here, and I'm on my way out. Yep, because, me too. You know, I've done some that too. Some people drive around looking for a spot. Oh, I do it all the time. Because why not? Why not make sure that somebody gets a parking spot? It's so easy. And how many times have you been the person that you circle and circle and circle, and the opportunity never quite opens up when it's your turn to pull in, and you see people even behind you get spots, but you're never in the right place at the right time. And all it takes is somebody waving right. you over and saying, "I'm going out right here." All right. Well, all right. I'm I mean, gonna I'm again, gonna share I'm gonna share the ugly bell. I'm gonna share a story no. about the ugly bell. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I was going to this one store, and a person was pulling out of their parking spot. So I'm sitting there with my turn signal on. Common sense, right? Tells you that I'm waiting on that spot. Doesn't this little heifer? I'm sorry to say, but whips right in can turn my car into that parking spot. Yeah. So I, you know, how rude. And I rolled my window down as she's getting out of her car. She looks over at me and she's laughing her head off. 
And I was like, really? Really? You didn't see me with my blinker on? She goes, yeah, and? And I'm like, really? I said, how rude can you be? And her response was, whatever it takes to get my way. And I'm wow. like, wow. Oh. Wow. I'm so wow. really sorry for you. <laughs> and well, so I drove along. Holy cow. She was rude and arrogant. And, and it was like, I, I walked into that store. You know, my son was waiting on me in there. And I was like, did you just see that? And he goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so, of course, while I'm in the store, I'm entertaining the thought of my key accidentally raking along the side of her vehicle. But, no, I didn't do that. You know, There's that rage again, Belle. There's that road. Oh, yeah. My redhead, I'm telling you. Or I was going to buy a carton of eggs. (laughs) I was going to buy a carton of eggs. You know, I mean, these, and, and again, these were just thoughts of entertainment, you know. And I got over it. I let it go. I didn't spew on it too long. But, you know, the, on that same token, you have the kindness in people. But then you also have the, um, what's the word? Um, diversity of people that, that's the arrogant mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how rude. If you saw me sitting there with my blinker on. And you know what? Honestly, all she had to have done was when I rolled my window down and said, excuse me, did you not see me sitting here with my blinker on? If she'd have said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I didn't notice, I would have said, you know what, that's not a problem. That's fine, honey. And I would have gone on my way. And honestly, that's how I would have handled it. But it was her Mm -hmm. arrogance and the getting out of her car and laughing in my face that just ticked my red head off. Yeah. 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 That's a low vibration. Yeah. You know, and that was before I talked to you, though. That's before I started. And, of course, I've always worked with a high vibration. (laughs) But, you know, we have moments. There are moments Uh, when, you know, what happened? You know what I mean? What happened? But, hey, that's okay. You know, she ran into her urgent jewelry store purchase and you know i hope she got what she wanted and i hope she got ripped off <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> well you don't have to be you know and I, and I talked about this with chip when he was on the show because you know he's very fired up about civil rights issues and post-election issues and and yes. um you know he was he was worried we weren't going to be able to raise the vibration and i'm like yes we are everything's going to be fine oh yeah Yes. And and he he kind of kind of kept stressing I think for people who, you know, are angry or dissatisfied with things right now. He's like raising the vibration doesn't mean that you can't get fired up about things and that you can't be proactive. I mean, it's you know it's not just it's not just you know sitting around with your hands over your ears going la 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 and acting like nothing's <laughs> happening. It's not having a high vibration means being very aware and being very connected to God and being very centered and being very sure about the things you want to change in the world and using your higher vibration to change the things in the world that are not making you happy. It's, it's mm-hmm. not about sitting around doing nothing and pretending it's not happening because that's not helping anybody. I mean, it's not, I think sometimes people, I think unfortunately, maybe because of our monkey selves, um, people sometimes confuse kindness for weakness. Just because mm-hmm. you're a kind, loving 
peaceful person mm-hmm. who believes in unity, as I am and as we all are tonight, that doesn't mean that that you're weak or that you're wimpy or that you that you don't. There aren't things that you wish would change in the world, or that there aren't things you wish you would change in your own life, and that you're not working proactively to do all of those things. Yeah, yeah. It, because, mm-hmm. and again, it is every little thing. Every little gesture that you can do will do your part. It will make a difference. Yeah. It doesn't take a power of numbers, although there is power in numbers, but it's always, always going to start with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there is a high vibrational way to do things, and there is a low vibrational way to do things. Um, you know, to, to go on Facebook and, you know, just continually make fun of in a non-proactive way a politician that you don't like, um, you know, using, you know, derogatory terms to describe the way they look or, um, you know, the way they dress or what their spouse looks like or this is not a high vibrational, this isn't going to change the world. That No one is going to, the world is not going to get proactively altered because you make fun of someone's hair or their clothes. Amen. That you're just, at that point, you're just being nasty and, and you're just picking on mm-hmm. someone. There's no reason for that. Or their See, child. You know, there's, there's so many, or their child. There's so many things. Yes, or their child. Or there's so many things that you can say about some, a situation that you don't like without reverting to, like, second-grade playground name-calling. And there's just no reason Attached. for it. And, and look, without there are a lot of things in the world that I'm not happy about, but I don't see what's going to make it better by me just making fun of people and making fun of things or, you know, or saying, or, or you know, the worst for me is saying, well, any, anybody who doesn't feel the way I do, that's it. I'm unfriending you, and you're never, you're never getting another phone call from me, and we're no longer friends. I mean, who wants a bunch of friends that are exactly like them? To me, that's almost kind of like George Orwellian creepy. <laughs> I only want yeah. friends that are just like me, and that's, that's a little yeah. scary. But you know what? You won't Doesn't this it, happen? You know? But this happens every election, does it not? It isn't just because mm-hmm. of this particular election. We had outcries when uh, Mr. Obama was was you know uh, elected. Sure. And and the one before that, and the one before that. You know, we've had all of these protests and unrest after every single change of arms. I agree. Because don't we you think it gets don't worse like every change. time. Yes, right. I agree. But it, it, does. But it gets it gets worse every election. It gets it gets meaner mm-hmm. and it gets more more insane. Scary. And people, uh, yeah, people draw lines. And I remember um, during the first Obama election, I remember uh, a liberal person coming to me and saying, "I've decided that anyone who's a Republican." can no longer have come and have dinner at my house. And wow. and if and oh. if you were if you were a true democrat, you would do the same thing. And I said, I don't know if you're aware, but I have a lot of very good friends that are Republicans and there's absolutely no way that they're never coming to my house again. So perhaps the next time I have a dinner party, you're not coming to my house, but I'm certainly <laughs> not excluding <laughs> my friends. Because of how they vote, Be, you know, uh, that, to me that's just now. If what comes along with the, what they believe politically 
is a lot of social things that are taking people's rights away. I'm not on board with that, although I believe that we all have the right to believe what we want to believe. That's what makes this country beautiful. But to say, look, if you check this box instead of this box, you're never coming to my house again. I, I mean, okay. to me, that's, that's the definition of bigotry. And, and how can you be somebody who claims to be a liberal or socially progressive and then be acting like a bigot? I mean, I don't, I don't have any. Exactly. That's just craziness. I mean, but, but we're yeah. seeing it, yeah. right? And everybody now has this low vibrational justification for why they're right and why their way is the right way. And that's not high vibration at all. I mean, it's, it's you know, my mom had a wonderful expression, who died and made you God. And it's, it's kind of true. Oh. I mean, why is your way <laughs> the right way and everyone else is wrong? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think we need to think about that. And we need to think about, you know, staying emotionally and spiritually flexible in our hearts where we're open to think about new things and learn new things and, and you know, learn about to be friends with somebody that we that has different beliefs than us, or maybe learn something about ourselves that we didn't know. I mean, realize that exactly. there are facets of our personality that may develop and change. That we're ever expanding as we grow. Our spirituality changes. Our sociopolitical beliefs change. Um, our our emotionality changes. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go from have a 180 degree flip flop overnight, but it's okay to leave room to expand and grow as you age. That's, that's our development, right? That's enlightenment. That's spiritual development. That's growth. It's growth. So, so Sheena, tell us once again. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Tell us once again, Sheena, how can we find you? How can our listeners follow you? Uh, You can find me everywhere. Um, online on social media. I'm at Sheena Metal everywhere. I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And uh, at latalkradio.com, you can find all of my shows. And my shows are uh, at SheenaMetalExperience.com. That's my daily show. Check out the wonderful uh, show that Belle was on at HauntedPlayground.com. Belle was also there at musichighwayradio.com, and then my new show is at raisingthevibrationradio.com, and the movement is called I Am Raising the Vibration of the Nation and the World, and it's at uh, iamraisingthevibration.com. Please go and find us, like us on Facebook, more good things to come, uh, including a blog site that I'm creating for it, which is called Vibration Nation, and uh, please post how you feel about things, and I will quote and repost you and make you one of our daily posts because uh, I'm all about my Vibration Nation right now. Awesome. And don't forget, coming in March, Sheena will be contributing um, her column to Bella Spree Magazine, which will be raising the vibration of the world. And I can't wait. I can't wait to to be able to share that with our many, many, many readers and followers of Bella's Free Magazine. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. And thank you so much for the honor and, and for the honor of being on this show. What a tremendous yes. amount of fun this was. This has been a lot of fun. And, and I love, you know, talking about um, the world news today and, and teaching uh, or looking at ways that we can make this world a better place. And, Sheena, mm-hmm. you are the catapult to uh, putting us in, in the right frame of thinking 
about raising the vibration. And I felt that, you know, what a fitting, fitting opportunity to start our show with this very thought. You know, let's let's change the world one vibration at a time. Mm-hmm. I, I could not be more honored to be here on your first show, my friend. And Gina, it was wonderful to meet you, and I hope you're going to come sit on the radio with me, and I would love to have you both oh, talking sure. about your show on my show. Yeah, yeah I think you might have indeed. a message from your grandmother. We'll talk about it in private sometime. The lady with the oh, jar. Sure. She's still around here. The lady <laughs> that with was the jars. Mother. Yeah, that's, oh, that's your mom. I thought it was that's your grandma. Oh, that's yeah, your mom. Did she like decorate them with like little doilies and stuff? Did she decorate uh, the jar? No, no uh, you know that's not my. But the doilies. I mean, certainly she had doilies. There are doilies in her periphery, but um, I mean the jars were decorated because they had a bunch of art stuff in them. She was very artistic. Wow. Very that's fine amazing. artistic, which I am not. Yeah. No, me either. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad she came on. This this two hours has flown by, Bell. It has. It has. And I do want to oh, take the time to to thank our listeners for joining us tonight. We are back, and we will be here on this Blog Talk station every Friday evening at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And um and and Gina and I are working on a a platform of how we're going to run this show. Um, the first show of the month we decided would be special guests. We would have people to mm-hmm. come in and talk about themselves. And then the two shows in the middle of the month are going to be about us. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. um, things metaphysical and things spiritual. And then the last show of the month is when we will be taking your calls to um, ask questions, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, it may not be the whole two hours, Gina, but it may be the first hour we're going to you know, endure us for the first hour. And then the second hour, <laughs> you know, we may take a few calls and, and give you <laughs> give you um, or answer your questions that you're asking. You know, so um, uh, I hope that you'll join us each and every Friday as we grow the Live with Bell and Gina show. And so thanks again, everyone, for joining us. And um, be sure to like our fan page, Live with Bell and Gina, on Facebook. And you can also follow my um, Facebook fan page, Reverend Bell Salisbury. So thanks again, everyone, and have a wonderful weekend. Good night. You have been listening to Live with Bell Salisbury. With Bell Salisbury and Gina Wedlake. Listen in each Friday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern for more spiritual guidance and metaphysical topics. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.